Welcome, my friends. I'm looking forward to sharing another episode of Living Well While Living Online with you. My name is Tammy Riley. I am the host, and this is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios. This week, I have a former student of mine back to share some information, uh, Dr. Max Mitchell, who is a chiropractor, and Max is just such a soulful guy, has such a great demeanor. I think he'll glean some great information on what it's like to be a healthcare provider right now, how to navigate this world while raising two tiny girls and living in an extended family at the moment. So please stay tuned and pull up a chair to enjoy this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. I am really looking forward to sharing my friend, Dr. Max Mitchell, with you today. Max, I feel like I have had a hand in raising Max, and I've got to watch him grow from a young boy to the doctor that he is in our community, which is so amazing. He was a student at Quinnipiac a really long time ago, like when I first started. So I think it's like 18 years ago that you were on campus. This isn't dating either of us. It's saying we have a history, Max. So thank you for your willingness to be on my podcast today. Was it 18 years? Oh my gosh, it was. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry to make you feel old. No, it's okay. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Way to start off. Yes. So Mac worked for me at the fitness center at Quinnipiac. That's where I met him. And what was so nice is he loved it there so much that when he graduated and decided to go to chiropractic school in Bridgeport, um, we were able to keep him at that time as a supervisor. So he did work for me for a really long time and we've been in contact. And now you have a practice in the North Haven area and and, uh, are raising your beautiful family in the area. So it's really nice to have been able to be a part of your your whole adulthood. I know it's, it's kind of weird when you think about it, how much has gone by and how quickly it seems like it's gone by, but it's been a long time. It's been a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you stayed in the area and mm-hmm. uh, and your business is growing, which is great. And we'll talk about that. And it's funny because we do have like these mutual contacts. My PA, my physician's assistant that I go to, and you are good friends. And so we always chat there. And I have so many friends in the community and even my husband Mm -hmm. who go to you as a as a (laughs) chiropractor. So your name is always popping up. And and you don't you know it's funny, you don't know that at at Quinnipiac when you're with students who you will not hear from again for the rest of your life and a name doesn't come up and who stays part of your life. So Mm -hmm. it's it's been nice to have you around. I know, and it's the same vice versa, and I'll be talking to someone, even students who, as we're saying, you know, talk and say, oh, blah, 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 Quinnipiac, and I'm like, oh, I work here. I'm like, do you know Tammy? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Tammy. <laughs> the same thing, it's, it's weird how, you know, just like, it's such a big world, but such a small, you know, circle of things, you know, intertwining. It is. And, you know, it's, it's, I think part of that too, as we talk about it, you are very involved in, in the CrossFit community in our local area as part of what you do. And so with my, you know, connections and being in fitness, you know, a lot of that again is, is that same sort of circle. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So, okay. So why don't you, other mm-hmm. than the fact that we just gave a little, our, our history, <laughs> give a little bio of, of how you ended up where you are today, who you are and, um, yeah, just share whatever you want to share with our listeners so they can know a little more about you. All right. 
Uh, so where do I start? I mean, I'm not going to go back to like, you know, stormy night on November 7th, but <laughs> um, no, we'll fast forward. Um, no, so yeah, I, you know, again, you said we met, you know, while I was a student at Quinnipiac and you were my boss and working in the fitness center, you know, trying to get everyone to sign up, you know, correctly for their ellipticals <laughs> and whatnot. And it was a tough started, job. <laughs> oh, no. People were, were smart. They tried to get the end arounds and like, oh, I did this, this, but yeah. But yeah, but from there, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in the medical field, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, chiropractor was always kind of in the back of my mind because one of my high school basketball coaches was a sports chiropractor. Um, and then I always was thinking about PA, PT, and an orthopedic surgeon. And what happened is I just kind of shadowed all of those, you know, at the you know suggestion of you know some family members. And chiropractic was the one that always just kind of came back. And, you know, I decided, you know, let's try this out, see what this is, because I'm always been an active person. And that seemed like the one where I could just be the most active and use my body and, and brain too and help, you know, these athletes, you know, get better and do things that they never thought they could do or couldn't do again. Um, me and uh, Dr. Candice, who's uh, my partner, we always say we want to be the chiropractors or doctors that we wish we had when we were playing sports when we were younger. Mm. So, you know, that's, you know, got me here. Went from Quinnipiac to University of Bridgeport, as you said. And then 10 years ago now, which I didn't realize it's 10 years ago, opened up our practice. <laughs> um, Congratulations on 10 years. Thank you. Yes, it'll be 10 years in April on April 1st. Wow. So, um, and we keep on saying we're a new practice. We can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, 10 years, sports chiropractic, you know, we love helping people and, you know, helping people reach their potential or even past their potential, which they thought they could never reach. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, wild ride the last uh, 10, 15 years. <laughs> and your, your, um, the business that you have together, the AMP sports is what it's called. And you're based uh, in North yeah. Haven. Yep. And then yeah. talk, talk about that connection or how you've intertwined with a local CrossFit that's there. Okay. Yeah. We, when we opened up in April, um, one of our first, first patients, you know, when we were sitting around, you know, we have two patients a day each. One of our first patients actually said, hey, have you guys ever thought about like teaming up CrossFit? And I've heard a little bit about it. One of my friends from grad school did it, one of our friends. So we said, oh, right, we'll go check them out. There's North Haven CrossFit, literally like five minutes down the road. And we walked in and they looked just as young as us, you know. And we were just kind of like, they're like, they're, I think they were watching like, you know, they're sitting there by themselves watching this is how we dated myself. I think it was like 24, the show 24, you know, <laughs> on their laptops. And we introduced ourselves and that got us into the CrossFit community um, and, you know, started to fall in love with it. And what it could mean it when done you know, the right way, which, you know, a lot of the gyms that we, we uh, deal with do it the, the correct way and, you know, working on form and helping people just get better and stronger and healthier and just start moving because that's one of the big things we see is, you know, so many people injure themselves from not being active, mm -hmm. you know, yes. I would tell people, I'd rather see you injure yourself from being active than from trying to get up off the couch from being there for 12 hours, you know, to get another bag of, you know, chips or another soda. Right. So just opening us up to that CrossFit community has been really, really huge and um, helping us kind of see different um, ways people can work out and train and not only just train for CrossFit, train for life and train for different sports and things like that too. 
Yeah, I love that. I mean, so important, right? We think we're going to cross fit to be fitter, but really just what you said, it's it's about training for life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we need to be able to get up off the couch when we're older. Yeah. You and I, so my my listeners know that, you know, I kind of Zoom with my people, so I see you. But, but I always have like a pre-conversation and Max and I were talking and currently he's He's cohabitating for for reasons <laughs> with some of his other family members, but your yeah. grandmother is a testament to training mm-hmm. for life, right? You were just telling me yeah. how she's given everyone and all your little kids a run for their money at <laughs> what did you say, ninety two years of age? 90, yeah, ninety two. Yeah. Wow. She might she might say she might say she's still like you know twenty one, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, she's ninety two years old. She's still like kicking and able to lift and and bring yeah. you know kids in, you know, things like that, where I'm like, we're like, no, don't do that. And she's like, no, I got this. We're like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll step away. The body is amazing, right? And I love too mm-hmm. how you said getting hurt from movement and it really yeah. is the idea of use it or lose it, right? When you don't yeah. keep your body moving, it just forgets how to do that. So yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing what the body does. I've even seen people who, you know, have surgeries or injuries like that. I have over the last 10 years, you see those people are able to recover quicker from these surgeries that mm-hmm. where someone who was sedentary might take a little bit longer, but people who are active, they're, you know, shaving weeks off of recovery time just by what they were doing prior. Even uh, patients who are pregnant, same thing, patients who are pregnant and they, they're working out, staying active during the pregnancy, same thing right after pregnancy, they're recovering a lot quicker. Uh, I know everyone has different, you know, things, you know, like that, but I've just, I've seen it with my eyes of, wow, this, you know, active thing, fitness thing works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does, right? It's yeah. not just a, a gimmick. We don't say it just because it really does work. Yeah. And then obviously we all know that over the last almost year now, things in all of our lives <laughs> have changed. So what has changed for you as a chiropractor? What has changed in your field and in your personal practice with you know everybody going more online and, and mm-hmm. precautions and just describe a little bit about how how life is different for you now and what you're doing in your daily practice. Um, I mean, it was funny. We were, we were saying the other day how at least, you know, maybe like cleaning-wise, it hasn't changed, you know, drastic because we were always, you know, trying to clean and things like that. But it is just a more like kind of a heads up of, you know, people knowing like, hey, if you're not feeling well, don't come in, you know, right. which is an easy thing to think. But sometimes, you know, you'll get a call say, oh, my, my husband was, or my spouse was exposed. Do I have to, can I still come in? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, how you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no. Two weeks, we'll see in two weeks, yeah. you know, but um, it's been up and down. You know, we'll have like weeks where we're like, oh, things are getting back to normal. And then, you know, holidays hit or something hits and it's back to like, oh, you know, half our people canceled to reschedule because an exposure or they're nervous and things like that. Um, so it's been kind of, you know, a weird year. I mean, at least for everybody, you know, trying to pinpoint just how we're going to, what the week is going to be like, you know, we can start off like looking really slow and then it picks up. Um, but it's, it's been a weird, weird year. In that sense. It's in your field. Is there such thing as telehealth for, I know a lot of other doctors, mm-hmm. like for an, for a general overview or like I used one, I actually got bit by a tick in the spring. And oh, okay. so I, they were like, well, we'll do a telehealth visit. Show yeah. us your ring around mm-hmm. your thing. You know, those yeah. things are simple, but you know, chiropractor is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
how are you how are you dealing with that and is that even an option for you so that was a big thing when everything first happened in march when we didn't know what was happening you know right uh, which was a year ago almost now which is crazy but um we were trying to figure out is telehealth a thing that we can do because at least what in our what we how we practice is sports chiropractors we do a lot of uh rehab and muscle stretching and exercises that we can give to people but we just didn't feel we feel like most people come to us for that hands-on help so i mean i think when we everything first happened we closed for two weeks because we didn't know what was happening yeah (laughs) and but we were still considered essential at least in connecticut oh so then we were we opened back up very slowly we kind of did two or three days emergency patients only and then we did three days a week spreading people out um so there wasn't there's minimal to any kind contact between patients but you know people still show up 20 minutes early you know or two minutes late um but we kind of did that more of that and we figured the telehealth really wasn't going to work for us um so we've kind of been since june kind of not back to normal but we still we have pretty much people spaced out pretty well um between patients but i mean we have a massage therapist in here we have we with her runs our own practice in here and then we also have an acupuncturist Mm. who runs his own practice too so there's going to be crossing but people are pretty good about respecting everyone's each other's you know boundaries and if someone sees someone in the waiting room they'll you know stay you know however many feet back or um they'll wait for someone you know to clear an area before they walk down the hall things like that so we, we've been pretty good you know we're blessed with people like you know we haven't had any blow-ups with people you know not wanting to wear a mask or or anything like that people have been pretty respectful of you know just the area because I mean, you know me, I'm pretty chill and our yes, you vibe are. At the office is pretty chill. So there's not really many people that come in like high strung, you know? So yeah. I think that kind of translates, you know, through the office when people come in. I, I love that you message that because a lot of um, the conversations here somehow talk about energy and, and that's hard online, but your the vibe in your office is that chill vibe. So I think mm-hmm. I really believe that as people walk in, they feed mm-hmm. off of that. So yeah. it mm-hmm. does sort of um, I'm going to say like dismantle the the nerves and the anxiety yes. just by being with like minded people that are mm-hmm. you know. And Candice, who I do know, is so yeah. chill as well. Like you definitely yeah. both have that um, really easygoing vibe in a good way, right? Yeah. It's super yeah. professional, but mm-hmm. but very comfortable. And that must be really welcoming for people right now because yeah. they're super stressed and full yeah. of anxiety. Yeah. It's 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 almost impossible not to be anxious or stressed at this time. So we're trying to do as much as we can to like, you know, not bring that here. So you come here, you're not leaving stressed mm. or not walking in feeling like, oh, you know, just like that tension. Because that happens a lot of places, you know, you're going to a grocery store and everyone's looking at each other, you know, smoke nipples, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, right. so we're trying to, you know, let people realize, you know, it doesn't have to be so, you know, crazy or stressful. You know, you can still do, you know, it's, it's different, but we can still have fun, you know, and get things done. Yeah, it is so true. I And the grocery store is such an awesome example. So, you know, my daughter, Savannah, so when she and I were quarantining in the beginning and we would grocery shop together, we would tag team, yep. we would sometimes leave the grocery store almost like shaking, like we couldn't get yep. out fast enough mm-hmm. because of the the experience that you were having yeah. in there um, versus days, you know, we started actually going to a, a Trader Joe's, which we just loved the vibe. It was, yep. we had a wait in line and it mm-hmm. took us, it's a little bit farther away, but we had such a better experience that. Mm-hmm. It made such a difference. Yeah. So I love yeah. Trader Joe's. That's like my favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So, so they're coming into your office. You're mm-hmm. obviously everyone's wearing masks. They're, they've mm-hmm. been good about keeping away, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And you haven't had anyone rebellious. Thank God, because that's yeah. just no fun to deal with. No. But is there, are you feeling like you practice differently? Like literally getting in some, I, I think of myself as a fitness instructor yeah. and a trainer and how hands-on and in someone's space mm-hmm. I am. Right. And so maybe that's not as essential, I will say, for me now in my role. For you, it is, right? Getting in someone's space and being hands-on, yeah. that is all you do, right? Yeah. That's, but is there, like, are you doing it differently? Do you think more about it? Is Are there things you you won't do or that you can't do? Like, how is that working and coming into someone's space mm-hmm. like that? I definitely think about it more. Okay. Um, but, you know, like you said, if I have someone comes in with a neck, you know, the, you know, in a, from an accident or they slept wrong, I had to work on the neck. And if I'm working on their neck, I'm like literally, like, you know, yeah. a foot away from their face. So you kind of think about it in your head and you're like, but I also try not to live in a state of fear. Right. You know, you know, if you're doing everything we're supposed to do, they're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask. We're, you know, um, hands are being washed, things like that. Rooms being cleaned. And if everyone, you know, is doing what they're supposed to do, I try not to I try just trust, you know, in the process. Mm. Um, of that in that sense, but I'm still, you know, trying to still be cautious, you know, as much as, as possible. Um, but I still need to, you know, help people get better, you know? Right. So I would say in that sense, maybe in the beginning, it was a little different because even in the beginning, people would come in they want to shake your hand and they, Oh, I can't, I don't want to shake your hand. And, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be, you know, holding your neck in about <laughs> five minutes. <anyway. laughs> so if you want to shake my hand. I'm going to wash my hands after anyway. What are you going to do? That's such a great point though. I mean, yeah. it is. It's so awkward, the handshaking thing and what we do, yeah. but you know, for what you're going to do, like, listen, I'm going to be in your space touching yeah. anyway. Like, like mm-hmm. it, 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 it is such a simple thing that makes us feel more normal too. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's nice. Uh, I love that perspective. And then I'll ask one more question related to that yeah. because you do go home to Kristen, your mm-hmm. wife, yeah. who I mm-hmm. think we forgot to say you also met at Quinnipiac. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, Funny thing is, did you ever know this story? I don't know. I just, you've been with Kristen a long time. So So we've been together since 2009. So that's going on 12 12 years in December. Um, But we actually met on match. I did not know that. You know that? that? Yeah, we met on match. We definitely would have crossed paths because she said she used to go to the gym while while I was, at times I was there. And knowing myself, I probably said she's cute. I'm not going to say anything because I'm too shy. You kind of were shy, Max. Yeah, kind of still am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we met on MASH. And I remember looking at the profile. And then we, when we met, we met at Bar in Pizza yeah. in New Haven. Yeah. Not, a, not, not another plug, but. Um, and we were talking. And we were like, wait, Quinnipiac. And we were like, what? Yeah. But okay. Yeah, met, yeah. That's so funny. So I didn't realize you didn't meet at Quinnipiac. No. I just, yeah. All right. Well, interesting how that happens. Yeah. And you yeah. meet her and she's from going to be back. So you go home to your wife, Kristen, and your little mm-hmm. girls, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, mm-hmm. and your mom, who you are now yeah. with, and your and your grandma. And yes. you're in the medical field touching people. Mm-hmm. And so we just talked a little bit about you not living in fear. How does the how does your family feel about you? Like it's just hard. It's really yeah. hard, right? So it's hard for you to do your job. And it's great mm-hmm. that you can say if we're all doing our part, which is my mm-hmm. philosophy as well. But mm-hmm. just because it's our philosophy doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. everyone else's. So yep. mm-hmm. you know, everyone has their own comfort level. So yeah. are, have there been negotiations with that? Is everyone pretty much on your on your level? Like what's happening with that? 
So with that, so my wife also, she's a physical therapist. So she does at-home physical therapy. So she's going into people's houses. Okay. So it's kind of the same thing. So mm-hmm. what we try to do, and then my five-year-old, well, she just turned five, is going to preschool in a small preschool, which is like six or 10 kids in her class. Um, so what we try to do is, you know, when the father comes home from school, which my, my mom is the one that has to pick her up because it's at two o'clock, we're both working. Mm-hmm. Change her out of her clothes, you know, um, wash hands as much as possible for her. Um, so then with us is when we come home, me and my wife come home, we try to change our clothes as quickly as possible, you know, wash hands, leave shoes at the bottom. Okay. And, I mean, um, in the beginning, we probably were a little bit more strict with like, you know, lights all at the bottom of the stairs, spray the shoes, you know, right. before you walk in, you know, and, but we're not as, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing is strict with that, but we still, you know, we'll come in shoes at the bottom, um, try to change our clothes as quickly as possible, put it in the laundry. Um, and cause you know, my mom and my grandma, they're in that older, you know, yeah. range of the people that are really susceptible to this disease. Um, my grandmother's, you know, even though we just joked and said she's, you know, you know, so strong, but she has diabetes and high blood pressure okay. and she's 92. So right. the last thing we want is, you know, her to have to deal with this. Um, but, well, actually, I didn't think I told well, this too. So I was actually COVID positive a couple months ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Asymptomatic. Oh, you were okay. Asymptomatic, and the one fear we didn't want to happen was the one person in the house that got it was my grandmother. <gasps> no way. But thankfully, she was asymptomatic too. You are uh, kidding me. Yeah. So it, how lucky it was, is she? Yeah, really? Lucky. Is she. It was a weird story. I don't know if you have time, but I actually had my appendix out about a month ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, just out of nowhere, you know, did the did the dumb guy thing of this pain in my stomach, which I kind of knew what it was, but I was kind of hoping it wasn't anything for about two or three days. Even though you're a doctor and you probably knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Didn't tell my wife. (laughs) Waited until like three days later where I was like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. And I told her, I said, I think we need to go to the hospital. She's like, what's going on? I was like, I think my appendix is is, going to burst. She's like, like, what? How long has it been on for? I said, "Eh, like three days. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah, they're just the, the the dumb guy stuff. Yeah, trying to be, you know, I was hoping maybe it's maybe I pulled a muscle, maybe it's gas. Meanwhile, I'm you know by myself doing all the tests that I know what to do. Oh and like, my this is god, a, this is appendicitis. But to get admitted, you have to get take a test, and they're like, you're positive. And I was like, what? So yeah, so then so yeah, Wait, so that so will they, was, would they treat you or would, would... So that's what we didn't know. Right. So they did treat me. Okay. Um, cause I, cause I had to get it out. It, it didn't burst. It was just inflamed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they took it out and, but they, yeah, they, everyone had to get tested and things like that. But yeah, it was crazy. We can't, we've tried to do the contact tracing. We can't figure out where or when. Wow. Got it. Yeah. But, you know, and, thank, you know, and even looking at that. So in your office, like no one else in your office had it. Nope. No Isn't one. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, I mean, it could have been at the gas station, even though I, I Purell, you know, every time, things like that. But yeah, you, you just don't know. And then in your home, only you and your grandmother tested positive. Yeah. The, the one person I probably have the least amount of interaction with. And the one you really didn't want to get it. But I'm yeah, so glad really that, yeah, that yeah. she was okay. Wow. Yeah. So you really tested out a lot of systems with all of this, having to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. be asymptomatic, yeah. bring it into the home and yeah. and then have the 
the appendix emergency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Twenty twenty, it just had to give me one little last, like you know, you know, kick in the butt as it as it was going. And you stayed overnight in the hospital, I'm assuming. Yeah, two two nights. That was Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah, two nights. And and were you on a COVID floor at this point because you had it, it and then no one could come room. visit you? And it was a COVID room, which okay. was nice because I had my own room. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they think they were more worried about the COVID than which was interesting. Just being on that on that side too, yeah. you know, seeing they were definitely more interested in, in the COVID aspect than almost my appendix aspect. Right. And I kept on saying like I feel fine in that aspect is like it just take this thing out of me, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Um. But that was interesting because, you know, I probably, you know, I don't wish that on anybody, that pain, <laughs> an appendix, an appendix out. But, yeah, that was interesting just to see, you know, you know how they got a gown up and, you know, how they're, you know, very, very cautious, you know, rightfully so, of, you know, right. you know, because I, I, you know, I was not asymptomatic, my grandmother was, but I know I have people I know that have lost parents and family members with this whole thing, so... Definitely, we don't want to. We didn't want to make light of it, you know, what was going on. But yeah, it was a it was an interesting experience, you know. Even coming home and having to recover, but still quarantine, you know. Right. Oh my yeah. goodness. And then, and then to recover with her. Yeah. Were you? I mean, not really immune system down, but were you worried you were more susceptible? I guess you weren't worried at all because at that point you're not even more susceptible. You've already had it. So yeah. going back to work, you didn't feel as if you were compromising yourself because, right? Because sometimes you get yeah. sick, you go in the hospital and you're like, oh, yeah. I have to be careful because I can quickly get something, but yeah, something. you already had it. So you no, were good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was almost like, it was a weird like reversal of like my mind. I was like, oh, I don't have to, I would have worried about it more if I guess if I didn't have it going in there. Right. And then coming out, but the fact that I had it, and then by the time I got back to work, I, you know, quarantine was all done like that. It was, it was, it was it's a weird feeling. I don't know. Oh my God. So my husband had Sean, who, you know, he had something mm-hmm. very similar years and years ago, the kids were little and mm-hmm. um, he ignored it for a couple days. And then finally he, in the middle of the night, he, he wasn't even at home. He was at home. He had to stay and take care of his brother and he had stayed overnight. And I saw him the next day and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. I think he went to the doctor and then drove himself to the emergency room and he had like oh. a tiny leak and he was in, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, they had to do an emergency, you know, the whole, yeah. the whole bit. And that's no joke. You know, that's, yeah. it can be very, it's very simple if, if it's yeah. clean and whatever, but yeah. if not, you know, that's, Oh yeah. I've heard horror stories. Everyone told me after, thankfully, you know, you know, things bursting and leaking and, you know, affecting your other, you know, organs and things like that. So luckily mine was a pretty simple, like boom, boom, in and out. I probably came back to work a week too early, but. Okay. Okay, good. So this is good. So this is where we're segueing. A, you were in denial that you had it and then B, you came to work a week early. So how are you at self-care and what does that mean for you, Max? And are you good at taking care? How are you at self-care, right? With this idea of t- yeah. taking care of yourself if, uh, yeah. you know, as a doctor, and this is always the thing, right? We're in this profession and we we know mm-hmm. what we tell our patients, but do yeah. we take our own advice? And so exactly. I guess in general, in your life, how are you at self-care and what does that mean? And, and you know, how do you, how do you take care of Dr. Max? Mm-hmm. I mean, the big thing for me is working out, which was super hard this past year uh definitely fell off on the working out part that's i've always said that's my stress release that's my therapy is working out you know we said about the crossfit you know picking up 
a weight and you know, throwing it on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my stress relief. But this past year was very tough because, you know, gyms were closed. Um, I had workout gear at home, but I mean, let's be all, I'll be honest. It's hard to work out, get that same motivation yeah. at home by yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I always tell people it's, you know, easier said than done, you know, or, you know, I tell people what to do, but I have to be better about, you know, applying it to myself. Right. Um, if someone else had their appendix or, or any surgery, I'd be like, make sure you come back, you know, X, Y, Z amount of time, da, 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 you know, but myself, I'm like looking at it like, ah, I can do this. Let's go. <laughs> and meanwhile, like I'm trying to like lift people's legs to do stretch the hamstrings. I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause but, your job is very physical. Yeah. That, that, that's what the funny. The thing was uh, the doctor, when I told him, I asked him when I could go back to work and he said, oh, after a week, he says, wait a minute, what do you do for work? As I'm a sports car director, it's like two weeks. <laughs> um, he, said, he said, I would still like properly just be careful after that, that two weeks. Um, but yeah, I, that's something I'm working on. You know, we always talk all about, you know, I'm so used to like, you know, taking care of everyone else and things right. like that of applying that to myself also. Um, and it, but like, this year just been so hard, you know, and trying not to beat myself up on, you know, I haven't been able to go to the gym, you know, um, not, you know, we have a, one of the, you know, Peloton bikes down in the basement, you know, um, my wife's very good about using it. I'm very bad about just like taking the extra 10 steps down the stairs, you know, wow. to, to get on it. Um, but I'm realizing that's, you know, as much as I talked about it being my stress relief, I need to actually use it as my, you know, just not stress relief, only stress relief, but just like staying healthy and fit. What I preach to everybody that comes in, I need to also practice it. You know, I, you know, it's so easy to fall off the wagon, but I've been working on getting back on track and, eating healthier, you know, because it was funny. The, the first thing we did when, you know, quarantine, you know, that back in March when it, everything kind of shut down, mm-hmm. we stocked up and all that. We never had so many bags of chips in our house. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, there's one point we were like, we don't eat, we never eat this many chips or chips really at all. Why do we have 13 bags of you know, chips <laughs> in the house? But that was, you know, what we just thought we didn't know. We we're gonna be able to go to the grocery store back then, you know, things like that, and you know, this led to like you know poor eating habits, things like that, and you know, it's kind of been like a little bit hard, kind of now kicking that habit and getting back on, like, all right, we should eat a salad today, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, how is that? Right at that point, were you living with your? Was everyone together, or did you no. move in with them during COVID? During COVID, so that wasn't until October when we finally, you know. Decided to sell the house. So then, okay. So you sell the house, which is great. We were talking about it's a great time to sell, not a great time to buy. So that's why (laughs) Max is four generations strong in one home, which is incredible. And he's the only male right now, um, which is also incredible because you are a really good girl dad and a really good supporter of women. You've always been your mom's greatest cheerleader too, because I know Mama Mitchell from from you. Uh, (laughs) And you've always talked about her. So I love that and think that that's great. But you're adding all of these elements and mm-hmm. the healthy, the healthy part, the healthy eating part. You know, with with multi generations and other yeah. people, like how is how is that working now? Is it better because maybe your mom is cooking for you and taking care of you, or is it is it not going well? I don't know. Um, it's, it's still, I mean, just in general, it's just trying to get like a process or a routine down. You know, because we were so 
into our routine when we were at our house, old house of, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks for the girls, you know, da 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 Now we're in, you know, um, a new place. Well, not a new place, but like a different place. And it's taken a little bit to kind of get those routines. And it's still, it's still hard, you know. Again, I try not to beat ourselves up too much with everything with COVID. You know, we feel so bad for like our, our girls, you know, my two-year-old, where she's almost three, you know, of her just not being able to go anywhere right now. You know, she's basically in a living room and a bedroom, you know. I know. You know, Poor just because, you know, we can't, we can't bring her to a, a, a playground or, you know, things like that. And she's going to start school, a little bit of daycare in the summer, which okay. I think will be huge for her. But just getting that routine back of eating healthier and working out and taking time of self-care. My wife's, you know, bringing in there. She's, she's so awesome, you know, with that stuff and, you know, keeping me grounded and like, hey, did you do this? No, you go downstairs and work out, you know, um, of just taking care of yourself. And that's huge right now, which people don't realize of how much taking care of yourself is important to just your body, your life, your, your brain mentally, yeah, physically and emotionally, just like that, you know, activity helps. So what, because you've always had it, like as as long mm-hmm. as I've known you, your personality mm-hmm. is that that chill. Like maybe on the inside mm-hmm. there's stress and anxiety, but on yeah. the outside that's not something you show. Yeah. And we talked about how that's in your office. Is there something you attribute that to? Is Do you have to work at that or is that just – who you are. So it's not even a thought because for many people, right, maybe it's meditation or, um, I don't know, some other mind body practice that helps them to have that ability to be relaxed or be calm in situations. But I, I don't know. I, it seems as if it's you. And I just wonder, do you still struggle with that too? Like the rest of us? I, I definitely still struggle with it, uh, with, with like everyone else. Um, especially like with, you know, it was a small surgery, but the appendix getting out, like now it's like there was almost like a trust issue with my body. I'm like, all right, what's this? You know, mm-hmm. my ankle's sore. I was like, what's, what's my ankle? Oh, my right pinky is, you know, feels off. What's going on with that? And, you know, one thing I've kind of always fallen back on is my faith. I remember I heard someone say, you can't pray and worry, you know, kind of contradict each other. So if I pray about something, I can't worry about it. Why, what's What's the point? So... I've uh, worked on, been working on kind of re-implementing that into my life, especially again, like this, you know, over the last couple of months and year of re-implementing, you know, all right, if I prayed about it, put my faith in it, put it to the side, it's going to get taken care of. You can't worry about it too. That's just, you know, contradictory. So uh, I've definitely been working on that, but I definitely deal with, you know, the inside struggles of owning a business yeah. during these times, having kids during these, as we were talking about <laughs> crazy times of, you know, trying to regulate, you know, screen time and things like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of stress, stressful stuff going on, you know, just in the world, just in general too. And just kind of like, you know, sometimes it is fine to just go on Netflix and, you know, watch, you know, a TV show, you know, just to kind of like let your brain turn off for a couple, yeah. you know, for a little bit, for a couple minutes. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think I, I see that a lot, you know, as much as I would even say, oh, well, it's good to read and, and you know, may, but still you're using your brain. So when you yeah. can sit in front of Netflix, it is yeah. that cathartic, everything melts away. Maybe you even get yeah. sucked into the couch. And in yeah. some ways, that's exactly what yeah. we need. Uh, yeah. yeah, gosh, it is so much 
in an, in a normal circumstance to be a business owner and the worries of that, to be a, a dad and to provide for your family and think about that, to raise children, these young girls in this day and age. Now you, you and your wife made the decision to sell your home at the great time, but now you're living with family. That's a whole other stress. Caring for your mom and your grandma in, in within that, right? There's, And then we add the whole pandemic to the mix. So it's definitely a lot more that all of us are dealing with. And yeah. It's interesting because I think you said this before when you were talking about like kind of protocol in your home. We were so hyper vigilant in the beginning, yeah. right? And we were nervous. Mm -hmm. And now, like, we've adapted, right? If yeah. you think about a year ago, you mm -hmm. said, okay, maybe we don't Lysol as we come in anymore. That's sort of your body adapting to that and your brain mm -hmm. and saying, we've been living with this. This is kind of our norm now. So it's so fascinating yeah. to me that this thing we are adapting to. Yeah, which is not what I thought was going to happen. Right. You know, we, we joke around about, you know, a year ago, we were like, all right, bye, you know, Easter, <laughs> you know, or by yes. Mother's Day, we were like, we'll be fine. Or in two or three weeks, this this will be crazy. And we were watching a video of, uh, we have a, a business coach that we work with and he posted a video. We were watching just one of the old ones about um, dealing with like crisis. And it was, he filmed it like in March of last year, like I think right before everything shut down. Not knowing, and, probably. No, and, and he said, you know, when you come back to full, you know, full force two to three weeks from now, <laughs> we're like, oh, gosh, this is, it was, it was, it was like a weird, like, deja vu or, or something where we're like, if, if he only knew what he was talking about, <laughs> you know, right? a year later, we'd still be kind of doing But you said, you know, we adapt. And I think that's what people don't give themselves enough credit for is adapting mm -hmm. to things and things are going to be all right. You know, it's just different. It doesn't mean it's going to be forever. Um, but just being okay with change and fixing things and adapting things and realizing, you know, you can't do ABC, but you can still do XYZ, you know, mm -hmm. um, there are ways to kind of work around things and, and feel better and, um, and changing different habits, you know, even like I, my patients, you know, I've seen some people with low back and hip problems now, cause a lot of, I have a lot of teachers and things like that who yeah. are used to getting up and walking around to their classroom and they're for the last year they've been sitting at a kitchen table which they don't have a office, home office set up they're sitting at their kitchen table or a couch and they're like, why do I have this back pain all, all of a sudden well you're sitting now eight hours when you were used to be active for eight hours you know right. it's it's but people are learning to adapt you know and you know now stretching you know while they're you know in between classes and things like that and you know maybe they do have to invest and get a you know, an actual good chair, a good desk and things like that. You know, you know, we're, we're good at, you know, adapting. We might resist for a while, but we're good at adapt adapting. Yeah, for sure. That's such a great point. I mean, I think about that in the fitness world, how, you know, so many of us, you know, living the online life and we were movers and now we are more sedentary, just mm -hmm. like, but, but yeah, but I wasn't putting two and two together with your field and how you must mm -hmm. see so much more of those repercussions mm -hmm. of that. Uh, I know for myself, this was before COVID, but I was sitting a lot more just in general than I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I had to get, you know, one of those little portable laptop stands and just yep. standing a little bit more, a little bit mm -hmm. more in the day made such a huge difference. I was, yeah. And then we got a mattress. I kind of was our mattress too. Um, <laughs> but like my back, I didn't know why I was like, why is my back all of a sudden so bad? And I was Go, thinking about the next step, but I just with those two little things was able to fix it. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that you're seeing so much more those poor teachers. Yeah, the teachers, I feel so bad because they, they're not used to this. And it, it could change week to week for them day to day almost, you know, they're, you know, they could be in with 
getting treatment and get a, an email like, oh, well, we're closed for two weeks now, hybrid two weeks, you know, they just don't know. Um, and I, I, I feel for them and, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't know when in the soon, not distant future, things will get to back to where it was, you know, but, you know, it's been a little bit of a, a change for them, of, you know, but I tell people, hey, here's, I give, try to give people, here's stretches you can do while you're sitting, here's stretches you can do to get up and stand and things like that, just kind of to adapt it to whatever their situation is right. um, to help them not feel like they're just trapped into, you know, this one, you know, thinking of a computer looking at a desk for, I don't know, six, eight hours a day. It's crazy. I'll yeah. have to send you, um, I did it for the Quinnipiac community, but I can send mm-hmm. you the link. I did like a 30 minute chair yoga sequence. Oh, and cool. really just saying, you know, it's simple. Like, you know, we yeah. have this word yoga and it looks like it's so much like some simple stretches that mm-hmm. can make a difference, whether you do one of them or you do the 30 minutes. So I'll, I'll yeah. send it to you and you can, yeah, you send can it because uh, we'll, um, leave it there. I can, I might, I might uh, put it on our um, your little website that we use for exercises. Okay. So if you're okay with it, you might be on there, and people okay. might be seeing your your, your thirty minute. I mean, that's workout. that's what we do, Max. We yeah. share these things. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so again, we are so adaptable. And now, mm-hmm. is there anything that you like these new protocols that we're talking about? Anything that you think you're going to keep with you? I'm going to say in the business, and then also mm-hmm. in your life, right? So you're with Kristen going into homes, and mm-hmm. you know, now that we've kind of thought a little bit more of some of the things mm-hmm. we did, is there things that you think will stick around more? And I'll say just like if you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Maybe <laughs> you know, we would never go into someone's home wearing a mask prior yeah. to March, mm-hmm. but maybe now that becomes standard protocol when mm-hmm. you're going into someone else's home, even if, you know, we're not quote unquote worried about mm-hmm. COVID anymore, or yeah. even for you in your practice, maybe you're in someone's space and mm-hmm. it is more comforting for everyone for you to have a mask. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying, are there things yeah. that you think will stay now that you've been doing them and you think they make sense for the long haul? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I think Things are going to change just a little bit. Like just, I think more just like cleanliness. Not that we weren't or people weren't, but I think people are more. You know, you know, I see people just going for the the hand, the disinfectant. You know, when they come in and when they leave, which I think is what should have been done. Right. <laughs> before that, um, I think. Um, I mean, we were already pretty good about like the wiping down of tables. I think we we're like a little more vigilant of like, all right, instead of a quick wipe down, you know, make sure you get everything. Make sure yeah, I might get the tear that the person was sitting on and like right. different stuff like that, you know, in between patients. Um, like that stuff that we were pretty much doing beforehand anyway. But um, I don't know about the mask thing. Uh, right? Isn't it know, interesting joke, to think about that? Yeah. Because on one hand, we joke around and say we're going to have a mask burning party, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when these things are done. But I mean, people have talked and said, you know, if I go on a plane from now on, I might just be wearing it on a plane, you know, because, you know, I think that wouldn't be the dumbest thing to do, you know, but I think in that sense, you know, traveling, you know, it might change in that way. Um, we always say we have like a COVID bubble of friends that we trust, you know, yes. I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust you. I don't think I trust you. So I will see you in two months, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so as far as in people's houses, um, again, like I said, if I trust them, probably not. Um, if I don't trust them, yeah, you might see me wearing a mask. Right. Um, 
but like it's weird to say like is that gonna be how it's gonna be in like two years i don't know um or even five years from now um, i think there'll be more stuff implemented just to kind of keep people healthy mm. and safe in, in the next couple of years where things will kind of roll over um i don't i think it's going to be no, more normal to see people wearing masks out even after all this is done just you know that's going to be part of the, the norm you know yeah. you're not gonna look at someone like what are they doing it's gonna be you know part of the, everyone's everyday you know just routine i um, i agree with you there i think um as much as we can't wait to get rid of them and like you said have a yeah. mask burning party yeah. it has become more normalized we're not going to be the outlier if we wear it whether we're in a yeah. grocery store on a plane or mm -hmm. just in a large situation so mm -hmm. i i think it will be interesting how that impacts us and mm -hmm. and even just going places you know we're scared sometimes now and so yeah. i wonder what will happen with that with that fear and like, Oh my God, I can't, I don't have the mask on and I'm in a large party. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. if I could do this. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it's going to, that's going to be an interesting, like I think couple year transition of people, you know, like feeling comfortable or not comfortable in those big situations, you know, think of, I think we just think at Quinnipiac, like alumni reunion, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, even, you know, me and my family, probably I would say more me big and um, love Disney, you know? Yes, you do. <laughs> But uh, going down there, you know, just, you know, I just look at things, I see, I see germs, you know. Right. But, you know, I mean, down there, you know, again, I, I said I, I love it so much. I've looked, there haven't been any breakouts reported from there. But, like, even just thinking, you know, you're going to wearing a mask in July in Florida, you know. I know. And your little yeah. three-year-old in July yeah. in Florida wearing a mask. Exactly. like. Exactly. You know, it's hard enough trying to get, you know, underwear on her, you know, <laughs> have her wear a mask in 90 degree heat. So, um, but these are all things that we're going to have to like kind of figure out over the next couple months and, and years, I think, to, to come. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, I, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I think it's going to be a good thing. It's going to help people kind of realize things and, you know, one good hand I've been hearing, you know, the flu, like symptoms of the flu or, um, or flu cases have been down, um, which I think is a good thing because um, people are actually washing their hands. Right. <laughs> They're not right. touching their face as much. Um, so I think that's good. But does that mean we have to like wear a mask forever for that to happen? I don't think so. But I think if people just feel more conscious about things and, you know, big thing as I always say is, you know, don't worry about think other people how you want to be treated. So... <laughs> I think that kind of fixes a lot of things. If people kind of just treated other people how they want to be treated and think of themselves in that situation, I think that kind of fixes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. I love that idea. Um, okay. So you, this has been almost a year full circle mm -hmm. and you know, you were jarred out of the routine and mm -hmm. maybe you still aren't in the gym as much as you would like to. You had a few mm -hmm. setbacks. Like what, what is it that moving forward right now that we're kind of like, okay, this is no longer like just a couple weeks. What <laughs> yeah. do you need to be better at? What do you like? And I mean this personally, not like you in your practice and yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. need to be better at to, to take care of yourself and to, you know, be back to the healthiest version of, yeah. of you. It's definitely um, the working out. I think that's yeah. just like my main thing is I got to get back to, you know, I grew up playing sports my whole life. You know, when I wasn't playing sports, then I was in the gym at least three days a week. 
Um, and I think my body's realized, you know, that it likes that. Yeah. You know, and it took this past year to realize, you know, oh, maybe I would take a couple of weeks off here and there, but I was always, you know, doing something three days a week, being active. So I think going forward, I realized that's what I need to do. I need to stay on top of just my body and being healthy. Um, and it's okay to have, you know, my you know, sleeve of Oreos at night every now and then. <laughs> but, that That is love. Yeah, that's, that's love. Um, but, you know, an overall just eating healthier, you know, we've been actually been, me and my wife have been using uh, one of those prepared meals places. It's uh-huh. called uh, Strong, Strong Kitchen. Um, yeah, they're great. And, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're awesome. So that's been helpful, especially again with kids, you know, coming home, you know, trying to figure out dinners and, uh, oh, I don't have to worry about that part. That's one last thing. And it's healthy and it's all good ingredients. So I think that's been helping. I can tell with my body how I feel better when I'm eating mm-hmm. better, you know. Um, so I think that's just kind of carrying that over, you know. Not just, I, I don't want it just to be a quick thing. I want it to be a lifestyle change. Right, right, know? right. So those would be the two things of getting back, you know, working out, uh, which I've already kind of started a little bit and already feel the difference. Um, and then from there, you know, adding on the food and the health aspect, you know, things like that. Yeah. I think when you're a person who maybe doesn't work out a lot, you see it as, oh, those people who have to work out because, you know, it, it's the physical thing and and it is physical, but just like you're saying, it's your therapy, right? And yeah. so it's more of the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. that happens. It's how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and how that motivates you that really I think is even more powerful than, oh my gosh, okay, God, I'm getting my strength back or I'm getting yeah. my stamina mm-hmm. back, right? It's yeah. you you miss it. Your body craves it because it's yeah. you know, it's been the, it's our drug, right? So that yeah. it working mm-hmm. out becomes a drug in in a good way, right? So yeah. um and it sounds like, you know, the three days a week and you know, you do it in a healthy way too. So it's not excessive, mm-hmm. which yeah can also happen. Um Yeah. Which I've learned my body. <laughs> it's not resilient as it used to be. Um, really, Max? Really? Yeah. yeah, it's not. No, I, 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 I see some of the falls that my girls take. Mm-hmm. I said, if that happened to me, I would have to call Candace and be like, "Yo, I'm out for like two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> I just fell on my face in the middle of the living room. I'm done. I'm out. I see these girls like boom. They look at you like for a second, and everyone's like very, very still. And they get back up and they go about their day. I'm like, I'd be sore for like so long <laughs> right. like that. Right. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I think you have that invincibility up to a point and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, that's never going to happen for me again. Yeah, like no. my body will never be that again. I remember that day. I was 25. I woke up and it was a stiff neck. I was like, I didn't do anything. I was watching Sports Center and I couldn't turn my neck. And I was like, oh, no, well, everything's gone. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully, you know, I'll watch someone like, you know, like LeBron James, who's at my age. I'm like, how's he still doing that? And I'm like, oh, he spends a million dollars on his body a year, so that's why. <laughs> yes, and a team of people that help him and make it easier, yeah. which, which, you know, yeah. not taking yeah. away, it's still not easy, but yeah, yeah th- those things do help. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh a team gosh. chef or a personal chef, yeah, that, that'll, that'll help, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, my last question to you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are thinking about taking care of yourself and you're looking at self-care and it's more than just the things you do, it's how you're treating mm-hmm. yourself. So I have to ask, do you think that you're good at being your own best friend? Oh, wow. We're going deep. Yes, Max. I had to get one, you know, really juicy <laughs> question out of you. <laughs> this is probably a cop-out, but it's like 
50, I think 50? I could be too hard on myself. Yep. Probably more often, probably more than, probably too hard on myself more often than not. And stress myself out too much about things because I'll just have things going through my head. But then also a good friend in the sense that I'm able to motivate myself. Like, all right, it's time. Let's go. Let's go get this done. You know, I'm big about like making big, making lists and like crossing things off um, as a sense of accomplishment and getting things done. So I don't know if I answered the question, but I definitely have work to do there, um, which I'm working on, you know, like I said, like, you know, trying to get like the faith part back going a little bit stronger. Um, Cause that's another, another thing of just with kids, just things are just crazy. That's blame all, all on kids, but you know, kids and work and, and family and, 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 you know, relationships with spouses and things like that. Um, getting all that back in, not back in, not that it's out of order, but like, you know, I think things will like, kind of fall into place if I'm better with, you know, putting the faith back in, you know, top of the totem pole. Yeah. It's, it's the balance, right? Things yeah. get sucked in, you walk in the door and it's those little faces and then, yeah. you know, something else in the house needs attendance and that, you know, yeah. so it is that you have good. And I think we always have good intentions when it comes yeah. to mm-hmm. whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it is hard to manage the time. But when we're looking mm-hmm. at that concept of self-care and self-love, it is prioritizing yourself every so often so that, you feel mm-hmm. like you're running optimally. But yeah, I mean, I like to ask that question because yeah. I think your answer was perfect. I mean, I I definitely work on it every day. That's why I ask mm-hmm. this. I mean, I yeah. not everyone, which is great, but many of us are harsher on ourselves than we would be to a friend, yes. right? We know yeah. how to treat a friend and how to make that friend yeah. feel better or or you know, whether it's a little bit of tough love or more nurturing, whatever it is, we 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 know what to do when it comes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can be really self-deprecating, and so, yeah. Um, yeah so thanks That's for your honesty. I will say, yeah. <laughs> I will say my wife is really good about like getting me back in balance and checking myself and things like that. That's what she, she's awesome. That's the best thing that's ever happened to me yeah. and my kids. Um, but she's good about like making sure I'm taking care of myself because she knows I'll do X, Y, Z for so long, and then like she's like, "No, you got to do you. Go do you." Which is good. So it's great that she's there to tell you. And so it is another level when you can do that for yourself too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you have that sweet, sweet family and that you're with, I love that you're with your mom and your grandma. I love everything about it. I know it's probably difficult at times as we talked about, but how lovely that your girls get to have that time Mm -hmm. with your family. And that's really special, especially now when so many Mm -hmm. families are isolated and haven't seen a grandma and haven't seen a mom, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's really a gift that I think you have right now. So I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah. We we try to, you know, I guess we try to remember that stuff, you know, how blessed we are. You know? <laughs> we <laughs> try to remember. Okay, I got you. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's been it's been an amazing couple. You know, even just looking back, I said even on like the ten years of opening the office of where we came from to where we are now. You know, with, and then marriage and then kids and like oh wow, this. I remember again walking into Quinnipiac. You know, yeah. wearing you know whatever probably basketball jersey I was wearing, you know, at the time. It seems like it was yesterday, but it's kind of crazy how things have grown since then. Yeah, I know. I know for me too, because 
in some ways it feels like yesterday when I first started and you were one of my first employees and I've been there a long time now. We've seen a lot of a lot of students, a lot of changes, uh, a lot of people have grown up. It's really, it's one of the things I think that I've really enjoyed about Facebook is being friends with former students mm -hmm. and getting to yeah. see their lives and see their babies. And um, it's been really fun. So, and I yeah. mean, and I, I see you, you help me out at my health fairs and yeah. I mean, you're, you're in my, my circle, but um, yeah, well, Max, thanks for giving up your time. I know, I know no, you have to have patients and, and you're busy, but I do wish you and um, APM Sports Chiropractic uh, Center <laughs> lots more years and success. So keep taking care of those bodies and, and yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I am so grateful for you and to my wonderful guest this week, Dr. Max Mitchell. So if you live in the area, definitely check him out, or maybe you'll end up working out next to him at, at the local CrossFit. So next week we are getting ready for an exciting episode. So I'm hoping you're coming back. We're going all the way to Cork, Ireland. So you can meet my dear friend, Mary Steele, who is like a mother to our students who we send out there. And I'm really looking forward to sharing all of the amazing things that we chatted about. And thank you for spending time with Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. While we're doing thank yous, a big shout out to the team, to Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics, who does our social media, and to Scott Holmes for the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QUPodcasts and feel free to send us an email at QUPodcasts at qu.edu. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend.